0: TFA fam, week two of the fantasy playoffs is upon us. Kev, we have no time to waste, man. Let's get the folks set. Let's get these lineups ready to go. We have a a bunch of games on at different times this week. So let's just jump right into our top 24 running back rankings for week 16. Kicking off at the top, no surprise here. We have Christian McCaffrey, one, followed by Kyron Williams, Alvin Kamara, Rashad White, James Cook, Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, Raheem Mostert, Tony Pollard, Jameer Gibbs, Travis Etienne, and Saquon Barkley rounding out our top 12. Kev, obviously for the folks who have anybody in this RB1 range, you're going to be starting them. But who do the folks need to know about in the top 12 for Week 16?
1: I think let's go ahead and start things off with Rashad White. He gets Jacksonville this week. While Kyron Williams has gotten all the love this year, Rashad White continues to be an awesome value for the people who drafted him this year. On the season, he's averaging 16.2 PPR points per game, and he has been one of the most reliable sources of fantasy production on a week-to-week basis. He's scored 13 or more PPR points in every game since week seven, as well as finishing an RB1 in eight of those nine games. Uh, on the season, he's playing 81% of the snaps, 68% of the rush attempts, 72% of the routes, with a strong 12% target share. He's a great example of how volume is the best indicator we have for future success. Uh, now, this week against Jacksonville, since week 11, the Jaguars have been, become one of the worst run defenses in the league, allowing the 7th highest uh, rushing yards per game and the 4th most touchdowns. They've also allowed the 2nd highest explosive run rate and the 10th lowest stuff rate as well. So, this is a great matchup here for Rashad White. Move over to James Cook versus the Chargers. Since making the move from Ken Dorsey to Joe Brady, James Cook has, has been an absolute baller. Uh, since week 11, he's averaging 21 fantasy points per game, which is the third highest rate in the league. He's also seventh in rushing yards, first in receiving yards, and has a 14% target share. is averaging a touchdown per game. Now this week, they get a Chargers team that since week 11, the Chargers have allowed the sixth most rushing yards and the fifth highest explosive run rate, as well as the second highest yards after contact per attempt. So this is a very good matchup this week for James Cook. Move over to Jonathan Taylor. Welcome back. Uh, I I do think he has a decent shot to play this week against the Falcons. This was always the belief that he was going to be able to return by week 16. That is why they did not put him on IR. Uh, We'll obviously have to monitor the situation, but uh, the plan is for him to play this week, and this is a decent matchup against the Falcons. The Falcons have allowed the 10th most rushing yards per game over their last four as well as the 10th highest explosive run rate. So this is a good matchup for Jonathan Taylor. Zach Moss is also banged up, so you can see a pretty heavy workload here for Jonathan Taylor. And then lastly, let's hit on Saquon Barkley. Uh, last week was hashtag not good for Saquon uh, or any one on that offense, to be honest. Uh, Barkley finished with only nine carries for 14 yards and two catches for 23 yards. Good for only four fantasy points. Uh, the Giants will look to bounce back against a Philly run defense that has really had trouble stopping opposing running backs as of late over their past four games. The Eagles have allowed the eighth most rushing yards per game, the ninth highest explosive run rate and six touchdowns. Saquon so should be in a good spot to bounce back this week.
0: Yeah, the only other guy I'll throw in here into the mix is gonna be Joe Mixon. Uh, I think he's gonna be in a good spot here going up against a Steelers team that just looks deflated at this point. They could also be without Cam Hayward as well. We also had uh Chase Brown pop up on the injury report. So if he were to be limited at all, I think we get closer to you know the 15 plus carries for Joe Mixon compared to the 10 that he saw last week against Minnesota. Some of that had to do with the game script going up against the Vikings. I think Mixon is in a really nice bounce-back spot here. Let's go ahead and move on to the RB2s for Week 16, kicking things off with Isaiah Pacheco followed by Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, Bijan Robinson, Aaron Jones, Brees Hall, Chupa Hubbard, Devon A. Chan, Ty Chandler, David Montgomery, Kenneth Walker, and Ezekiel Elliott rounding out our top 24. Kev, same thing. Who do the folks need to know about as the RB2s for this week? First, I just want to
1: hit on is that one is IJ Pacheco. After missing the last two weeks with a cleanup procedure in his shoulder, Pacheco is expected to return to practice this week and should play. So, uh, that, that is great news. Now, uh, on the other side of that, Josh Jacobs also should return this week. Shout out to Zamir White for holding it down for one week, though, and getting yeah. us through because Zamir White was pretty good last week. Uh, but if Jacobs returns, he gets a Chiefs defense that has struggled against the opposing running backs. Over their last four games, they've allowed a 4.56 yards per carry average, which is the ninth highest rate over that span. They've also allowed the fifth lowest stuff rate and the seventh highest yards after contact per attempt. So this will be very much about game script, but this is a better matchup for Josh Jacobs if he's able to return this week, which all signs points that he should be able to. Let's move over to Chuba Hubbard. Since week 12, Chuba Hubbard has been the RB14 in fantasy points per game. He's been a top 24 running back in five of his last six games as well. Over the last two weeks, he has played 75% of the snaps, 64% of the rush attempts, of the routes with a 10% target share. While the Panthers' offense has been dreadful this year, Chuba has been one of the few bright spots for this offense. Next up is a matchup against the Packers. The Packers have been terrible against the run, allowing the fourth most rushing yards per game, sixth highest explosive run rate, and the seventh lowest stuff rate, and the ninth highest yards after contact per attempt. So this is a very good matchup for Chuba Hubbard as long as game script can save his savers, because he really hasn't been utilized a ton in the passing game. But still, I think Chuba Hubbard sets up to be in another really good spot this week against the Packers. Ty Chandler, uh, Chandler was so good last week. It makes you wonder why he wasn't the lead back uh, much sooner, because uh, last week against the Bengals, Chandler handled 81% of the snaps, 82% of the rush attempts, and a 12% target share, and he turned that into 25 PPR points. This week, they take on a Detroit Lions team that has been hit or miss against the run. Uh, this year, as they've allowed the 10th, lo- a fewest rushing yards per game, but they have allowed the 11th most rushing touchdowns. As long as Chandler sees a similar workload, he should be in line for another solid performance this week. Uh, Devon H.N. is very boom or bust this week against the Cowboys. This game has by far the highest total on the weekend with 52, but the Cowboys have really struggled to uh, stop opposing running backs, allowing 138 rushing yards per game, and have allowed six touchdowns over the last four games as well. H.N. is a solid RB2 for me with RB1 upside This week. And then Aaron Jones returned last week, played 50% of the snaps, handled 76% of the rush attempts with an 11% target share with AJ Dillon out. He did only manage 11 PPR points, which was good for RB20. But this week, the Packers take a Panthers run defense that has allowed the sixth fewest rushing yards, the 11th lowest explosive run rate, and the eighth highest stuff rate over their last six weeks. So this defense has really turned it around in terms of uh, really uh, stopping opposing running backs. But like I said, I'm not in love with this matchup. A game script should be in his favor. And if you can find the end zone, he should pay off this RB20 ranking this week, Kenneth Walker came back this past week and he came back and looked really good against the Eagles, like super explosive. He rushed 19 times for 86 yards. He also hauled in all three targets for 26 yards and a touchdown good for 20 PPR points. He also handled 79% of the rush attempts, which was uh, positive, but he only uh, ran 37% of the routes. This week, the Seahawks take on a Titans team that has been middle of the road, allowing the 14th most rushing yards, the 14th highest stuff rate. Walker looked as explosive as as he has all season, and I would rank him higher if he was still if he wasn't still on a committee with Charbonnet. But Titans being dominant at times, uh, it is why we have him a little bit lower than what you what you would probably think coming off a pretty big game. But Kenneth Walker sets up, he could smash this week, too. So lastly, let's talk about Zeke Elliott. This matchup is great on paper. Uh, we did see Kevin Harris start to mix in last weekend, uh, where he received 25% of the rush tips and took a touchdown away from Zeke Elliott. But Zeke still showed that he's the bell cow, handling 88% of the snaps, 69% of the rush tips. And Zeke is a is a low end RB two or high end RB three for me this week against a Broncos team that has just been gashed all year against the run. So I think Zeke is also a pretty decent play this week as well.
0: The only uh, two names that I will throw to the mix here, Bijan Robinson. We were obviously hoodwinked, we were bamboozled by Arthur Smith last week. I don't blame anyone for not wanting to put Bijan in, but this does set up to be another good spot for him going up against the up against the Colts, who have allowed the third most half PPR points per game. Uh, I I know Bijan, I'm sure, cost a lot of people last week. He got me the axe in a guillotine league as well. And I do think Brees Hall is interesting here going up against a commander's defense that you can really do whatever you want against them. The only issue is, is the Jets don't have a quarterback. Could be looking at Trevor Simeon making another start with Zach Wilson in concussion protocol. So I do think that there is some PPR upside for Brees Hall. But again, I, I can't really blame anyone for not wanting to plug Brees into their lineup. I'm a little bit higher on him than you are this week, but... That is all I have in the RB2s. Kev, is there anyone down further on this list that you know, people might be in some deeper leagues, people who might be in trouble at the running back position? Anyone, uh, any other names you want to shout out here before we wrap this up?
1: Yeah, so we have a couple of missions here that people are going to be wondering where they're at. No, it's not a typo that that Austin Eckler listed as an RB3 uh, for me this week. Um, over the last four games, he is uh, RB32 in fantasy points per game. He has scored nine or fewer points in four of his last five games. We did see Brandon Staley get fired, so we could see him use it a little bit differently. But with Easton Stick at quarterback, I'm not sure how much I would trust him in a matchup against the Bills. So I'm just not excited about Austin Eckler. They're not utilizing him in the passing game either, as much as you would think anyways. And as much as we would see him in the pass, touchdown upside is almost nil. And for a player that only plays about 50% of the snaps, it's hard to really trust Austin Eckler. So if you have to play him. I get it. But if you don't have to, I'm sitting him because I just can't trust him anymore. Sure, he could pop off. He get 1820, something like that. He's still Austin Eckler, but he hasn't looked like it. He looks slow. I don't know how involved he is or how, how motivated he is at this point. He's a free agent after this year. So I just can't trust Austin Eckler at this point. And then next up, DeAndre Swift is the same thing. Over the last four games, he's only averaging 8.2 PPR points per game, which is RB36. His biggest issue is lack of touchdowns. That is due to the large part because of the tush push and Jalen Hurts getting nearly all the goal line carries, which makes it very hard to trust him. To make matters worse, he's also not involved in the passing game. Since week six, he's only seen five or more targets once, and he has seen three or fewer targets in seven of those games. I just don't think you can trust DeAndre Swift. It's not a bad matchup against the Giants. But for somebody that doesn't involve in the passing game, and then if he's just going to be a grinder, you have to have that guy be able to score touchdowns, and that's not there either for DeAndre Swift. So I'm kind of out on DeAndre Swift. I would sit him. I'm not trusting him. I'm not running him out there and having him get me six or seven fantasy points and, and be really upset about that. So I just can't trust him at all. Uh, I'm sure he'll come back to bite me. But regardless, DeAndre Swift, I am out on. Next up is Jalen Warren. I actually have Jalen Warren ranked as an RB2 this week uh, with – with, while it wasn't a super productive day last week, he did uh, rush 10 times for 40 yards and hauled in five of six targets for 28 yards, which is good for 12 PPR points last week. But What really stood out to me was that he handled 70% of the snaps last week compared to just 34% to Najee Harris. Uh, Warren also handled 44% of the rush attempts and saw a massive 23% target share. So this is a good matchup this week as well against Cincinnati. And so I do think that this is something that you can definitely target here. Cincinnati has struggled to stop the run. They, allowed, they are top 10 in fantasy points allowed to running backs as well. So if, they, if this holds and we continue to see Jalen Warren continue to take over a larger portion of this backfield, Jalen Warren could be a really strong play down the stretch. And then Devin Singletary he had another solid performance last week with 21 PPR points. He handled 75% of the snaps, 81% of the rush champs with a 15% target share. Though, if we could project this type of usage every week, he would be much higher. Probably even a middle, middling RB2 this week for me this week. His usage rates, though, are very volatile. I think if you are desperate at running back, he's definitely worth a look at somebody you should plug into your lineup. But just just know that the volatility still exists here in this matchup here against the Browns this week. So he is harder to trust. But if this continues to hold, yes, he is a great play because that is an elite usage that he saw last week. But, and then Brian Robinson... Another situation we'll have to monitor here after B-Rob missed last week with a hamstring injury. If he does play, he does make for a solid flex option to Jets defense that has yielded the six most fancy points to running backs. So I definitely think that you can look at him if he's able to play. Then you have your other guys like Tajay Spears, Jarek McKinnon, Chase Brown. Those are all more PPR options, but I think they're all in play this week. As, as you know, kind of low end RB3s. The only,
0: the only other names I'll throw out throughout Justice Hill, obviously, we just had that absolute just shit injury to Keaton Mitchell. was really awful to see. Uh, now going up against San Fran, I think Justice Hill could be involved again. That's more of a, a deep play. I wouldn't want to be throwing him into my lineup in like even like a 12 team league unless you're just absolutely crushed and just super desperate. You know, maybe you went zero RB and hit on none of your zero RB targets. Maybe you can look to plug him in. With that being said, I want to wish good luck to all of you this week. Hopefully, we'll see you back here next week for the fantasy championships. Any questions you have, go ahead and drop them in the comments below. We'll also be going live on our YouTube channel Wednesday night around 1030 Eastern to start helping you set your lineup. So look forward to seeing you then, and we'll talk to you all soon.